Hello, and welcome back to Where I Am Podcast, where we strive to create a safe space for honest mental health discussions and encourage women to embrace their unique journeys. We're your hosts, Erica. And this is Destiny. And thank you all for joining us back again today. Destiny, how are you today? I am well. I'm feeling much better. So we, I went back to Wichita Falls this weekend. As you know, we got to hang out for a little bit, have coffee. That was cool. Yes. And I went back for a few birthday parties. But my allergies were killing me as soon as <laughs> I got there. We drove in like at midnight going into Saturday. And I, my throat was closing up. My throat was hurting <laughs> so bad as I was falling off to sleep. My head was pounding. I'm like, what is in the air here? I cannot take it. Yeah, the weather's been really up and down lately, so that doesn't surprise me. Either that or you're allergic now to stuff. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I now that I'm back in Houston, see, you can still hear the congestion. But now that I'm back in Houston, I'm starting to get regulated again. Back in my my safe space, your habitat. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. My normal habitat that my body has grown accustomed to over the past 14 years. But I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, I don't have the same allergy problems like you because I always take my Zyrtex daily. You're a smart girl. And I even take nasal spray too just because that's what okay, my allergies nasal get. Spray. Like, hey, even take my nasal spray. Yes, I have to because every time I don't, like... It just ruins my whole day. So, but so, yes. The whole weekend was, it was put a damper on it for sure. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it was a good weekend. I'm glad that you came down. Even though like when we went to the coffee shop, it was crazy busy. Yeah, so, but it was a lot of fun doing some yeah. podcast planning. Yes. So speaking of podcasts, today we want to talk about different paths to healing because we know that there are so many different ways that you can get started on thinking about what you can do to dig down deep into things that you're going through and try to get to a better space if you may be struggling with anything. We have a few ways that we have tried in order to reconcile with some of the things that have gone on in our lives. Some of them have worked, some of them have not. So we're just going to talk a little bit more about that today. So first off, let's go through therapy. What are your thoughts on therapy? Have you been? Did you enjoy it? I went maybe once or twice mid when I was in my mid-20s. I don't think I had really an idea going into that therapy session. So I didn't, um, and then my schedule was everywhere. So I didn't really continue doing therapy. What about you? So you just went for a few times and it didn't feel like it was for you? Did you like right. it? I did like I chose her because she was a woman. We had good conversation, but it wasn't enough for me to go back. There wasn't much of a a pull for me to go back to her, if that makes sense. Interesting. And I think that's yeah. why that is so important for us to make sure that we are choosing someone that we feel comfortable with yeah. and realizing that it's okay to choose someone else as well. Right. It feels like, oh, okay, I don't feel like we're really vibing. Right. But yes, I did go. I went for a year and then she said I graduated and everything is good with me. So, you know, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> she did say that. You healed. I know. <laughs> I, I'll back up a little bit. I'll tell you why I went to her. But 
when I started going, I was going once a week and then I went every other week. And then after a while, she said, okay, I think that you're able to cope with the things going on in your life right now. So you can just let me know if there's anything further that you want to talk about, but I think that you're good to take a break. And so that's why I haven't gone in the past two years, but I am Mm. going to start up again later this week because I think Mm. that it is important. But to back up a little bit, I think therapy was really helpful for me. So I chose a therapist that was a black woman because that was something that was really important to me. I wanted her to be able to share my same perspectives, a lot of my same perspectives in life. And I felt like we were able to have really good conversations and great dialogue. So for me, the way I have been looking at my life lately is there is a before 2020 and maybe how a lot of us kind of look at it thinking about the pandemic before (laughs) 2020 and after 2020. 2020 is the year that all the things happen to me. So first off in 2019, I was finishing up my MBA. So in December 2019, I officially had my last semester and graduated. And January 2020 is when I had my son, who is now four. And after that, you know, you're, you're trying to learn how to be a new mother and, and breastfeeding and staying up late to, to feed him and rock him to sleep and all these different things and kind of exhausted. So I was going through that. And when I went back to work, I was there for a total of two weeks in March before they said, we're going to send you guys home for the pandemic. The same week that they sent us home is also when things ended between my son's father and I, who we'd been together for four years. So there's already a lot going on. Like I said, I'm a new mom, learning how to navigate that situation. I have a relationship that's ended. Now there's this global pandemic that we really don't know much about. And I remember when they sent us home thinking, we're not going to be home for longer than a few weeks. This will not last. (laughs) Cut to now and I'm still working (laughs) remotely. But I was thinking, we're not going to be home that long. But there's so much fear and so many things going on with people just dying, healthy people passing away. I mean, we all remember that fear. And in April 2020, I also got a random message from someone on Facebook that was my father's friend. For more background information on that, I did not grow up with my dad. We rarely spoke to each other. I did tell him that I was having a baby and he was welcome to be in my son's life. But at that time, I was maybe 28 28, and I hadn't talked to him, seen him in person since I was 18. So it had been years, and I hadn't talked to him on the phone since I was 18. We had only had a few messages through Facebook Messenger. So one of his friends found me on Facebook, and they let me know that he had passed away. So I'm dealing with that, kind of the fact that there will never be any true reconciliation there amongst all the other things I just listed. So there's highs and lows, because I'm happy that I am able to spend time with my son and you have a child, you know the joy and just seeing them grow each and every day. But then I'm going through the loss of that relationship. Now the loss of my father that I didn't even know, but he's still a part of me. And I also purchased my first home that year. So in July 2020. So that's exciting because now I moved out to the suburbs. I had an apartment in the city, but I felt like it was important for me to now go to the burbs, get a yard, have this kind of life that I pictured for us. So that was something that was amazing, but there was just so many thoughts swirling in my head that kind of led to me feeling this sense of depression and anxiety and fear for what was happening with the pandemic. It wasn't until 2021 that I started therapy and then went for a year. But I think that it was it was good for me because I got a lot of practical tools from my therapist, which is how I learn. 
in terms of her talking to me about attachment style. So learning that I have an anxious attachment style, which we've talked about before that I am an anxious person. Or just walking me through meditation, so body scans, really being able to see where am I holding the tension. Is it that I have my shoulders pushed up to my ears or a lot of times I feel that anxiety in my stomach or just different places in my body that I really need to relax. Or journaling or having different thought logs to challenge some of the thoughts that I'm having. If I'm thinking negatively about myself, how can I challenge that thought? Is that really something that I need to believe? Is the way that I'm talking to myself a way that I would talk to a friend? Is it realistic? Do I have any proof to back up some of the things that I may be thinking in my head that is leading to greater anxiety? All of these aspects are reasons why I felt like it was a good choice and a road for me to go down and why I want to do it again. But I know that people do experience different things. I know someone who has gone to therapy and they felt like their therapist really didn't get them or understand them or their lifestyle. They felt very judged. It's definitely something that you have to look out for as well. Wow, yeah, I definitely want to try getting back to therapy if I can even get an ounce of clarity that you got from your therapist. But yeah, it sounds like you definitely went through a lot in 2020. So I'm glad that you saw the need for (laughs) therapy and you actually went for it. I think that shows the willingness on your part. Yeah, I think that after so many things happened, I said, I need a little, I need a little help. I need a little pick me up. (laughs) It was one of those years. We all have those years where it feels like the hits just keep coming and you don't really know what to do sometimes or how to cope. And so that was helpful. But it's all about what is comfortable. So since you haven't gone to therapy, what, what has been comfortable for you? What have you found in your life that really helps you be able to Maybe challenge your thoughts or learn more about why you do things the way that you do. Yeah, the biggest one for me, what kind of started my internal conversation with myself was when I started watching Iyanla Fix My Life. Have you heard of that? Oh, Of course. I haven't seen it in a long <laughs> time, but it's definitely intense. It's a tearjerker yes. for sure. <laughs> yes. I just like how she just calls it how it is and no apology no nothing after but her when I when I started watching her show and when she's speaking to women regarding their relationship with maybe a spouse that they're just always pointing the faults of their spouse Yana always says if you want to look at the end you gotta look at the beginning referring to your childhood how that was, how your relationship with your parents was, because we tend to emulate our relationships that we have with our parents into our partnership. So for me, when episodes like that, when I saw that, and I had gotten to the point where I didn't feel fulfilled in my job, I didn't feel fulfilled in my relationship, and I was just like, why am I not happy? How can I get there? Like, why am I repeating this pattern? Why do I like my partner and not the other person that is willing to give me other things. Why did my relationship always end up the same? So I got to that point and that show really helped me start looking at my childhood. And when I started looking at that um, about my childhood, I realized that my coping mechanisms and um, the way that I expressed my emotions came more from my father. So I'm emotionally unavailable 
So it, it's really hard for me to express my emotions. I'm better at it now just because I have been working on it, A, with this show, but it's still something that I have trouble even expressing to my parents. And I always have to say, like, I'm really trying to express my emotions. So it's something I'm still working on. But Yanla really helped me kind of break through amongst other things. But that was my first breakthrough. Well, dang, girl, you got all that from that show. And yes. I'm over here going to therapy. No. <laughs> I could have just been watching TV. <laughs> right. I think it was just like a course of things. Like for you, everything was kind of changing in your life. And I feel mm-hmm. like the same for me. It was just a little bit different. I think everyone kind of has to go through that to realize like, okay, why why am I making these decisions or why is this happening? Right. And it's a good example of how there are so many ways that you can start on your path to questioning, like we said, things that are going on in your life. You can take an active choice and say, I'm going to go to therapy or I'm going to journal more or whatever that is. Or you might just be sitting there watching something on TV that you don't even think is related to you. And then it shakes something up inside of you that you have to now acknowledge and say, okay, why am I getting maybe emotional or why do I feel connected to this person on the screen? So that's what's so important about storytelling and hearing things that are going on in other people's lives. That's huge. Right. Another thing that's um, helped me kind of express more of my emotions that I'm really gravitating towards more is journaling. Do you journal Mm. still? I think you, you mentioned that earlier. I journaled a lot when I was growing up. Because I don't think I was able to express myself well verbally. I think I've gotten Mm -hmm. a lot better at that as I've gotten older. But when I was younger, I was always just more quiet and I guess you could say shy. And so if I wanted to be able to tell my mom or someone in my life something, I would write it down. Now as I get older, I don't know, I don't have a long attention span to be able to write things out in a journal. I do sometimes. But I always have this crazy thing in my head where I think that if I'm going to journal Maybe I'm upset with someone and I'm going to write all these things and then I'm going to die and they're going to find it. So so that's why I don't. And they're going to be like, oh, wow, that's really she hated us. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For me, um, I recently started doing it. And one of the biggest things that I've learned about journaling that has worked for me is that you do it, you journal out of inspiration and not of obligation, meaning like you're not forcing yourself every day to journal, but you're oh, journaling. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I was trying you're to make ju- myself do it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I hate this. Right. Because <laughs> then it turns to something like, oh, let me go ahead and journal. And you're just like, it's unintentional, I guess you can say. Versus when mm. you're inspired, you you know, your pen is just moving. You're moving fast. That is true. So, that is true. Yeah. So that that's been working for me I try to remember that versus trying to force myself to journal Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that is a good one I'm trying to think meditation have you ever tried meditating I tried it every time I when I go to the gym and go into the dry sauna Mm -hmm. um, I put in some meditation um, music on but I just find like my brain just moves somewhere else very quickly I still try it every now and then, but it just, it's not my go-to. What about you? Yeah, I had tried it in high school to meditate a little bit. I couldn't really get into it, but lately I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. 
There was a time related to everything I discussed earlier around mm-hmm. 2020. There was a time afterwards where I felt like because so many things were happening, I could not cry. Mm-hmm. I used to be the type of person that if something was going on in my life, maybe I just had a bad week. I would get in the shower, cry it out or cry it out on the couch and then I felt better. It was just a release of emotions and then I felt much better. But I could not cry about anything going on in my own life. The tear ducts were dried up fully. (laughs) And so I tried to meditate and I would sit there and I would have guided meditations. And it really helped me to be able to open up emotionally. And that was the only time. I guess around 2021, 2022, that I was able to cry. Now I am a little bit more emotionally opened up, but it was was just something about it that was really helpful for me. Also doing any type of breathing exercises, Mm -hmm. breathing meditations, it just reminds me to have gratitude. Even though there can be so many things going on in your life and it can feel like everything's going wrong, I am stressed out, the world is falling apart. When you're focused on your breath, you're just remembering the fact that you're still alive, you're still here, you're still present. Yeah. And it just gives me an immense feeling of gratitude and thankfulness. No, I don't do it every day. I should. <laughs> <laughs> I should do it every day. So I'm not going to pretend like I wake up every morning and meditate for 20 minutes. That would be a goal. <laughs> but it's something that really can calm me when I feel like my anxiety is in overdrive. Where do you usually like meditate when you do? I have like a nice cute meditation pillow. It's not a. It's not like a real meditation. It's just a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> But I think of it as a meditation pillow and it's green. So I feel like it's tranquil in the corner of my room. And I just sit there and put my my AirPods in Mm -hmm. and put some music on and just relax. And I still listen to guided meditations too, just on YouTube. So simple, but I like it a lot. So you got to try it again. I will try because I tried 15 minutes, but I feel like it's still... Was that maybe too I long? It. Yeah, I probably should try maybe five. I mean, minutes. you could you could start with five. I think fifteen. You may need to work yourself up. Okay. Some people do a long time, thirty minutes to an hour long. Yeah, I heard people do thirty minutes. Yeah, thirty minutes. Thirty minutes is like a very long time to sit still. I feel like I would doze off, but yeah, would, yeah it would yeah, probably turn into a nap at that point. <laughs> <laughs> a you're sleep. Nap. I don't think that counts. But yoga is also good. That's something that really relaxes me. I have been doing the same yoga videos for years. There's this girl on YouTube called, um, her name is Adrienne. So I think it's Yoga with Adrienne. And it's just so calming. There's something about the fact that I've only done videos with her that I just, I just, this is my go-to. So whenever I feel like I need to relax in an evening, I'll put her videos on, bring out my mat. I have a ton of yoga mats for some reason. I've accumulated like five mats. Sometimes yeah. my son will go out there and and lay on the mats as well and pretend like he's doing something. Well, he actually does yoga in school, so, <laughs> Aww, so he's been so exposed cute. to it, which I yeah. think is super cool. But yeah, that's a nice way to just be able to relax and stretch and and have that moment to breathe. And I think it's important to realize that we don't have to have all these fancy things. You don't have to have a corner that's perfectly set up for meditation or yoga or the best yoga clothes or whatever it is. Just doing it can relax you a lot. Or pay for like expensive yoga classes or. Right. I still have not gone to a class. Have you been to a class? Yeah, I've been to a class when my sister was paying for my LA fitness. membership which was a long time ago I but, feel a little intimidated of 
Of yoga class or LA Fitness? No, of of yoga class. (laughs) Oh, I was like... (laughs) I was um, intimidated, too, because there's definitely people that you know have been there that done it for years. Yeah, I'm going to have to put that on my list of things to do start going to a few yoga classes but for now just in my living room right free 99 (laughs) free the free free so is there anything else that you try that has really helped yeah well my fitness journey has been quite a roller coaster Mm. I would say that the difference between previous years was my consistency and because I was doing, I was trying everything. I paid for a personal trainer. I went to Pilates. I did spin class. But the biggest thing is that I wasn't consistent with none of them. And when I started being consistent and pushing myself, even though those days that I didn't feel like going, because sometimes the hardest thing is just to get to the gym. So when I pushed through that, And I pushed through those times where I felt like I'm not losing weight or I don't see a difference or am I doing something wrong or maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I can never be fit. The more consistent I've went, the more I can see my changes. It taught me the importance of being consistent and that your fitness journey is going to be continuous. So is like your healing journey as well what yeah, about for you, you really have been going a <laughs> lot every day like I gotta go to the gym I gotta go to the gym yes. like, okay girl get it <laughs> I know my brother's like you go you go to the gym and you go hard all the time because <laughs> like I see him I see him when he gets there and then he, he I see him when he leaves meaning like I'm there before he gets there and I'm there mm-hmm. after he leaves <laughs> so How he just knows I'm there? here for like upper body days, like maybe an hour and a half, like day, maybe two hours and a half. That's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> That's because I'm doing cardio too. So yeah, like I do. Yeah. That does make sense. I feel like when I'm very stressed though, the gym stresses me out more. I'm probably the only person in the world that feels like that. <laughs> because for sure the last half marathon that I was training for, I would be trying to go run on the treadmill and I had these other things that were just swirling around in my head. And I'm like, I'm going to hyperventilate and fall off this treadmill right now. I cannot do this. Really? Do you I don't know. Just because, how? like, too much, like, things going on around? Too many things. Too many things were swirling mm, in my mind. And I have okay. heard that, yeah, going to, going to the gym will just really block all that out. Uh-uh. Not for me. It didn't block it out. I even tried to just go run around my neighborhood. No. Too much. Too much chatter. <laughs> <laughs> Still too much chatter. Yeah. Too much chatter. So oh that's. It's not something that I do to relax or to help me yeah. mentally, even though it probably, you know, overall helps because it's helping you physically. But I wouldn't say yeah. that, like, oh, I'm having a hard time. Let me go to the gym. Let me <laughs> go to my gym session. Let me go to my, <laughs> pump some iron right now. <laughs> I'm depressed. But yeah. But I like reading. That can help. Self-help books. Reading, listening to Audible, listening to podcasts. I'm always listening to some kind of personal growth podcast or YouTube video. That keeps me in a really positive mindset and allows me to allows me to be exposed to different ways of thinking, which is yeah. really important. And just looking at my situation and kind of being able to break down things. Like you said before, childhood is, is a big deal. Looking back at the things that 
you experienced in your childhood, the things that you went through with your parents, the relationship that you have with them, and now seeing how that translates to your adulthood is so important. Yeah, I agree. It's um, it's also important to realize that everything is temporary, meaning like all your problems, everything that you have, your car, your house, your money, your bank account, your 401k, like all of that. <laughs> Say, <"Hey>, girl. <laughs> Your Roth IRA, <laughs> all of that is. Tem- Do you say you're about to rob temp- me? You're like, I want you to know it's all temporary. You're not no, gonna have to it. Take it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just it kind of just highlights the amount of stress that we we put on ourselves when, in actuality, that it doesn't really matter. You know, mm-hmm. based on what you just said about how. Everything is temporary. That allows me to really think about how our faith is at the center of it all. We didn't talk about it earlier because I know people listening to this episode may come from different walks of life. But your faith determines the way you see the world, the way you love others, the way you're able to look at a situation that may have been negative or traumatizing for you in your childhood and be able to forgive and move forward in life. And so your faith is going to be a really important factor when it comes to your healing and when it comes to your growth. So that's something that you have to consider as well. What do you believe in? Well, to to finish off this episode, we want to do a little meditation since Erica says that she's not a fan. Maybe I can win her over. As I mentioned before, I I love doing meditations and body scan meditations often help me just to realize where the tension is in my body, to be able to relax, get to a place of calm so that I can move forward in my day without so much stress. So I'm going to do a small two-minute meditation. If you're not in a position where you're able to participate, then you can just end the podcast here. But if you are at your desk and maybe can take a minute to check in with your body, feel free to do so. So we'll go ahead and get started. Begin by finding a comfortable seated position, either on a chair or on the floor, with your back straight and your feet planted firmly on the ground. Rest your hands gently on your thighs or in your lap, whichever feels most comfortable to you. Close your eyes softly, or if you prefer, keep them slightly open with a soft gaze downward. Take a deep breath in through your nose, filling your lungs completely, and then exhale slowly and completely through your mouth, releasing any tension you may be holding on to. Let's begin the body scan meditation. Start by bringing your awareness to your feet. Feel the sensations of your feet touching the ground. Notice any areas of tension or discomfort. As you inhale, imagine breathing relaxation into your feet, allowing them to soften and release any tension they may be holding on to. Now slowly move your awareness up to your calves and shins, Notice any sensations you may be feeling in this part of your body. With each breath, allow any tightness or discomfort to dissolve. 
letting your muscles relax more deeply with each exhale. Continue to scan up through your knees, thighs, and hips, bringing gentle awareness to each part of your body. Notice any areas of tension or resistance, and with each breath, imagine sending relaxation to those areas, allowing them to soften and let go. Notice the rise and fall of your breath in this area. If you encounter any tightness or discomfort, breathe into those sensations, allowing them to soften and release with each exhale. Moving up to your chest and upper back, become aware of the expansion and contraction of your rib cage with each breath. Allow your breath to flow naturally, bringing a sense of ease and relaxation to this area of your body. Shift your attention now to your hands and arms. Notice any sensations of warmth or tingling in your fingers. With each breath, invite a sense of relaxation to wash over your hands and arms, releasing any tension you may be holding on to. Finally, bring your awareness to your neck shoulders, and head. Notice any areas of tightness or discomfort in this part of your body. With each breath, allow your neck and shoulders to soften and relax, letting go of any tension that may be present. Take a few more deep breaths here. Allowing yourself to fully relax into this present moment. When you're ready, gently open your eyes and take a moment to notice how you feel. Allow yourself to carry this sense of relaxation and ease with you as you continue your day. So how do you feel after that? You know, I never tried the meditation with the words I just did it with music so it's it was a different experience I definitely started feeling it in my toes <laughs> everywhere so I'm, I was well aware of my body which I I didn't experience in my previous meditation session well nice I'm glad that we could try something new I hope that all of you were able to relax a little bit during the process. So thank you again for listening to our podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on our socials at Where I Am Podcast. If you want us to discuss a specific topic, you can also email us at whereiampodcast at gmail.com. And if you love what you hear, don't forget to share and leave a review. Thanks.